This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I'm a writer for the Viking Age as well as zone coverage and bringing the news. And joining me is my co-host and managing editor of the Viking Age, Adam Patrick. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We are also available in podcast form on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So like, comment, comment, share, subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And I'm going to lead off just by saying this show is so much fun to do when the Vikings are seven and one and they're actually good. But uh, you were telling me before the show, you have something you want to rant about Adam. So I'm just, I'm just going to let you go. I have no, I have no trivia. I have no lead in. I'm just going to let you go, man. I'm happy that the Vikings are seven and one. I really, really am. It makes me much happier on Mondays and, and everything else. But can we stop after every win? comparing this team to Mike Zimmer's last two years. Like it seems like after every win Zimmer is trending on Twitter because people are like, Oh, look at Zimmer would have done differently. Look at his terrible culture. And it's like, okay, we get it there. He's gone. Like they're seven and one. This, this team is clearly much different. They were clearly better off. It was time for a change. No one was arguing against, you know, moving on from, from Mike Zimmer, it wasn't working out, but sometimes I feel like people just started watching this team like two years ago, and those are the people that keep bringing it up because Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, was with the Vikings for eight years. It wasn't because he was a terrible coach. Um, so he clearly did some things right, especially in those first four years. You know, things didn't work out in the end, um, but I just don't, I don't understand the constant uh, comparison. I understand sometimes we look back and we're like, you know. Would Zimmer have made this decision? Would Zimmer, you know, done this, done that? But like after every game, it's like, oh, Zimmer sucks. So glad he's gone. And it's like he didn't really suck. Like the last two years were not good. Like let's look at the players he was also working with the last two years. Um, let's think about that too. But like let's just let's let's stop. Especially with like his his son just passing away. Like give this dude a break. Like who cares? Move on. Just enjoy the season without having to go back and like go back in a two years when they didn't make the playoffs and, and rip on some guy who probably doesn't even care about you. So like, let's let's enjoy the season that the Vikings are having right now and maybe even look ahead to maybe what they can do. So that's just what's been bothering me. Like after it seems like after every win, I'm like, why do we have to do this? Just why can't we? like Kirk Cousins videos going all around. I've enjoyed those. Let's just focus on that instead of bringing Zimmer up for no reason. It's like a bad breakup. Like really, yeah. it, like when you're in a relationship and, you know, things don't end very well, you naturally compare yeah. to the last person you were with. And I think that's a lot of Viking fans. They 
you know, I even did it a little bit too. I was watching the Kirk videos and being like, yeah, there's no way this happens last oh, year. Yeah. But, and I mean, yeah, it was never, I, I never was on the train of slamming Zavers and now the last two years, sure. Because I thought that it was just time for a change. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, just like a relationship you get in this thing where, okay, this is getting stale. We need, we need to do something different here because this isn't working. And the two sides split amicably. And I mean, you mentioned that the guys had a pretty bad year, you know, getting fired from Minnesota, having his son die. You know, there's probably some other things we don't even know about. Yep. Like it, it is a little weird. Um, I and guess it's, it almost, it's, it's, it's mid season now. Like I understand the first mm-hmm. month of the, the season where you're like, wow, this is way different. Like compared to then, but we're like, we're in the, we're almost in the second half of the season. Now let's, we don't have to keep talking about last year, especially because they're good this year. Like, what? Why are we still talking about years past? Like, let's go. They win a wild card game. It's just like, oh, yeah, it was, it was, I bet you they will. If they lose the wild card game, a lot of people will be like, well, Zimmer would have done this and Zimmer would have done that. And You know, I would never I would never post something like that on Twitter if that happened. I would never, ever do that. Is that sarcasm? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I no. felt sarcasm. I, I actually I don't know. I've just been getting. Twitter in general has been super annoying recently. I just I've been trying to use it less and less, and I think it's been good for my my health. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, I agree with that. You know what else is kind of bothering me? It's, if we're going in this direction, I might as well just start here. I am. Hey, the Vikings won, by the way. Yeah, they did. Let, let's start there. Let's start okay. there because we can talk about my pet peeve <laughs> a little bit later. Okay. And the Vikings, like I said, this show is so much fun to do when it's seven and one. Yeah. You got Kurt, Kevin O'Connell giving everyone a game ball. You got Ziggy <laughs> dancing around in the locker room. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is shirtless with all the diamonds in the world <laughs> hanging around yeah. his neck. Like, how are you feeling about this team? Because I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Well, like like Kirk Cousins, I'm pretty jacked up about uh, uh, this season. He's he's having a blast. It's good to. I see him and I, I'm like, this is, this is, I feel like this is how Russell Wilson would be if the Broncos were good. Everyone would be like, oh, he's so funny and like, so like, just dad like and everything. And, and because the Broncos suck, everyone's like, just shut up, just stop, including me. Like a couple weeks ago when we started the show off, like he's the most annoying person in the NFL. But Kirk Cousins, he's letting his guard down. He's on the field and, and off, off the field because, um, He's not just putting the chains on off the field. Like on the field, he's just he's taking more risks, and sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. And he's you know he's not getting spooked. I guess if he throws a, an interception, he's still you know kind of come back in the next series or two and and try and try and beat you. Uh, his stats aren't anywhere close to what they have been in the last few years, but I think he's learning that wins winning feels so much better, regardless of what your stats are. Um, so I think he's enjoying that. I think everyone on his team is enjoying that letting, you know, I heard this comparison today might've been, uh, purple daily or whatever, but they compared it to like Mac Brown or like an old college coach, just like coming Mm -hmm. in dancing after a win. And yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. You know, we, we know Kirk Cousins isn't cool or whatever. Uh, but he's, he, he knows that too. Um, and he's, he's embracing it. And uh, I think it's 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 great. They're, they're seven and one. Like there is not a lot to complain about. Their only loss is to the undefeated Eagles. And I keep seeing people be, being like, 
is this is this team real? Is, is it seven and one? I, I don't know. I think the Niners are better. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like <laughs> they're seven and one. Okay. That that's it. They're seven and one. I feel like it's a lot like Eli Manning. Like that that's what oh, it feels like. Yeah. Like Kirk is a lot like Eli, where he's just kind of a big dork. But I mean, like when you're winning with him. Yeah, you love it. And like when you're losing, you know, there's the Eli face or like the Kirk gritting his teeth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like those two are very similar, which is interesting because oh, yeah. uh, Kirk Cousins is actually yeah. going to be on the Manning cast tonight. Which... I never thought I'd be interested in seeing that, but uh, I'm pretty interested in seeing him go on there. He was on McAfee, too, and he was hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they were at like, you know, Pat McAfee's like. Hey man, you ever you ever been strapped, man? Have you yeah. always been this strapped? And he's like, Yeah, I've been strapped all the time, man. I did shirt off at spring break, man. And like, you know, him and AJ Hawk are just yucking it up. It's like, what is going on? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins have switched bodies. Like, no matter what like Aaron Rodgers did, everybody's like, Oh, it's fine. We're winning 13 games. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do your Pancha Karma cleanse or what, whatever it is. Let me take know. it from you. It must have been the ayahuasca. It must have switched, you know, spirits or whatever during that process. <laughs> it was just he he inhabited Kirk Cousins' body. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. was just sitting there. He wasn't going to actually go to the Vikings like Brett Favre yeah. did. He yeah. was just going to send his spirit to Kirk it's Cousins. Freaky Friday and, kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, I never thought of it that way. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about some of the good things that happened yesterday's win. The Vikings, of course, winning 20 to 17. It was not pretty, but it is a W. And my big compliment starts with Kirk Cousins. And that's that he got a big boy win yesterday. Yep. Like a lot of people on Twitter will fling around stats and be like, look, Kirk is a good one. This was the type of win I wanted to see from Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And Phil Mackey mentioned this on Score North that this was probably the best game that Kirk Cousins had in Minnesota, which is exactly how I felt watching the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I just want to give him credit so it's not like mooching off of his take. But I mean, mm-hmm. Kirk was getting absolutely pummeled behind the offensive line. Mm-hmm. His receivers weren't getting open constantly. The running game was non-existent. And he just got up and won the damn game. And even in his stats, you know, 22 of 40, 265 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because they got the win. And to see Kirk kind of just say, no, screw this. We're winning this game. That is the type of performance that we've been missing from Kirk Cousins since he signed in Minnesota in 2018. And I know, you know, some people will point to the playoff game in New Orleans, which is fine. But I but I mean, this felt, I will say it, this felt better than that playoff win in New Orleans. Maybe because I wanted to see the Zimmer regime and the cousins regime end at that moment. And then Kyle Rudolph pushed off in the end zone and the Vikings won the game. Mm -hmm. This felt different because the Vikings feel like a legitimate contender. And if Kirk cousins is going to go out and do that, and he can't do it every time. I I mean that that would be unrealistic to expect Kirk cousins to do it in every game. He's going to have off games, but I mean, if Kirk cousins is going to start having games like this, the Vikings are going to be very good. Yeah. I I mean, they were down what ten points, and um, I was oddly calm. I wasn't like, "Oh, game's over," because I feel like I was not. Here we go. <laughs> I'm I'm comparing uh, to the to the Zimmer era where I just had a rant about not doing that. But like, if it you know the past few years at ten points, that's a huge deficit for a Zimmer Vikings team. But but with this this regime, this offense, they can score. They can and within like a few plays, like they can get downfield fast with this offense. 
you know, Dalvin Cook's catching one-handed touchdown passes. They got TJ Hawkinson just hauling in every target. Um, he was huge yesterday. That was a great addition. Uh, it's one game, so I'm still, you know, waiting to see how the rest of the season goes. But so far, so good. But yeah, they're they're that. But we like we've always talked about how we don't care about Kirk Cousins' stats. Like it felt like he was the only one who was like, got to keep my stats up. And then and maybe that was the case where like he didn't feel like he could get, you know, that giant contract without those stats. But I think he's learning that. If he wins games, he's going to get that contract too. So like, and he's, you know, that, that interception at the end of the half, I, I, you know, it sucks for his stats or whatever, but that's, that's what people want to see too. Like there's 30 seconds left. You got three timeouts, just chuck it in the end zone. Uh, You know what you're giving up. What? Okay. You didn't, you weren't able to get three points that Greg Joseph might've made. Um, So I'm happy with the way they're playing. I'm happy with the way he's playing. I'm happy with the way that they, just don't don't give up until really the, the clock says zero. It almost feels like they kind of have to be behind or tied to like get that extra gear going after that first drive because they seem to come out every game like first drive. It's like, oh, these scripted plays are great. Like they know exactly what they're doing. After that, they get the lead and they're like, all right, well, let's have a couple of three and outs here. We'll mix them in here. And then third quarter, third quarter was a dud again yesterday after last week they Looked like they fixed some things, but went back to not being good yesterday. And then they got behind by 10, thanks to the referee. Um, and then uh, they were able to, to come back. And uh, they just it just felt like they, they, they never gave up hope. And that's that's the that's what you want. That's what you want in the playoffs. Like Because in the playoffs, you're going against these tough teams. You might have a 10-point deficit. And you need to have that, you know, already built up confidence that like 10 points – 14 points that's that's nothing we can we can come back like look at the chiefs all the time like they're down double digits all the time they're like okay great we're gonna win still gonna win by 30 points so who cares so yeah i I like the way that everything's going right now i uh that ref play definitely (laughs) interesting i mean i was gonna have it in like the bad things but i'll just talk about it now because I, I don't know. Like I joked on Twitter that it was targeting because he like left his feet yeah. and like launched himself <laughs> into Cam Bynum. Sho- yeah, he hit his shoulder. It just it was so weird. Like it was just there is Whoa. no way like he was thinking I'm gonna run into Cam Bynum and like cause this touchdown. Watch this. Like no, I mean he probably saw the ball. I mean it was probably just like anything else. You see the ball up in the air and you see it coming down. You go, oh shit, I better get out. Why of the did way. he just turn around? And, or like just turn, just book it towards the goal. goal but like, post why, did, or something? why was he? But like, no, like, why was he running back? Why didn't he just turn around? Like, why right. does he have to? Why does he have to be right there to see if there's pass interference? Just turn around, man. I don't know. It was it was just like a brain cramp or something. I, it was like, and it cost him a touchdown. That was unfortunate. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and I, it's a lot easier when you win the game after that. Like, yeah. if we lost, we would have been having like a coronary about the round. Yeah. But, uh, Jerome Boger's crew. Uh, oh, luckily, we won't year. see him anymore. Terrible. But, uh, I don't think they're gonna be calling the Super Bowl this year. No, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think there'll be any holding calls in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> anything else that was a positive for you yesterday? Um, I meant Hawkinson. That was a really good debut by him. It seems like Kirk Cousins is already comfortable with him. Um, I think I saw that he's already had more receiving yards in in one like a single game than Irv Smith ever had in a single game for, for the Vikings during his entire Vikings career. So that didn't take, take very long. Um, 
positives. I like that, you know, Dalvin Cook was still able to be utilized. Like, they weren't running the ball very well. The commanders have a really good um, rush defense, but they still found a way to get Dalvin Cook involved, especially on that that touchdown, uh, that which was huge. Um, and Greg Joseph, perfect. Perfect on uh, field goal kicks and extra points. So, were you yeah. nervous he was going to miss that field goal at the For end? For sure. <laughs> From For 22 sure. yards or whatever, 28 like, or... I think it was Chris Myers who said, like, well, they're going to run the clock down. They're going to figure out if they want to score a touchdown or a field goal. I'm like, why would you score a touchdown? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Greg Joseph. Okay. But it's like a 12-yard it, field goal, but still. It's playing the percentages. Like, I, of course, as a Viking fan, I was just kind of like thinking of like ways they could screw it up. I'm like, he can miss wide left. He can miss wide right. The kick could get blocked. The snap could be bad. The center could have yeah. had Chipotle before the game. <laughs> and, you know, he, he, you know, passes wind and everybody's like, what did you eat? And the ball yeah. goes flying down the field. <laughs> like, you know, all those little things could have happened, but you know, it was playing percentages. I mean, that was like the analytics thing that Mike Zimmer never did because it was, Oh, we'll score a touchdown and my defense will take care of it. Your defense is less likely to give up a touchdown with 13 seconds, no timeouts, and the ball on the 25-yard line than, you know, I think Washington had one timeout left when the penalty happened. Yeah. So especially what, run, like, especially what, half of Heineke's passing yards were on that one play with the ref, like, pretty yeah. much. So yeah. they weren't doing anything. I, I mean, it was, it, was just, it was just a smarter play. And I mean... What about, you know, you're trusting your defense either way, but you're you're putting your defense in a better situation if you just kill clock and take the field goal. Here's a question. If you're the commanders, do you let the Vikings score? Um, yes. Because I, I kept thinking that. I'm like, why aren't they just letting him walk in the end zone? They're not going to get the ball back. The commanders did a lot of stupid things yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like, overall, they, they did. And, I mean, you know, I, I think Matthew Collar was saying, you know, the commanders gave the Vikings this game. Well, the Vikings still had to make those plays, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harrison Smith still had to make an interception. They had to do all Kirk still had to, you know, put his big boy pants on again. Mm-hmm. You know, I figured it out, too, if we're comparing, like, who is Kirk Cousins. You ever seen the other guys? Yes. Will Farrell's character um, <laughs> in college. He's a pimp. But he doesn't think he's of him. But he's like explaining it slowly. And like eventually he goes down this rabbit hole and he's like sitting there with a knife and stuff. And like <laughs> then he just marries a woman and he has this happy little life and it's very secure for him. That is Kirk Cousins. They are they are bringing out. And, and like at the end of the movie, Mark Wahlberg basically brings out Gator and that's how they, you know, crack the case or whatever. Like Kirk Cousins is basically turning into Gator right now. Like by the end of the I. I swear, I, I don't remember where I saw this, but I think Justin Jefferson mentioned something about getting Kirk Cousins a grill, which, yes, please. Oh, yeah. I, I need it. I need to see it. Just like, you know, they're the, going to get it. They, Zedaria Smith said they're going to get him his own chain for, for Christmas. That, that they're, they're needs on to it. happen. Yeah, 100%. On yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, little Kirk coaching. I just looked it up, and the commanders <laughs> had less penalties yesterday than the Vikings. The Vikings had five penalties, and the commanders only had three. But those three penalties were. Really huge. Like one was the the pick six um for St. Just, which was clearly past interference. He was just hugging Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um and then the other big one was the the climbing over the center, which is like what do like did guys just forget? Like it's it's an easy rule. Like don't go over the center. 
especially on a 22 yard field goal when yeah. it's like, yeah, this guy's probably going to make it. Gonna make oh, it. I'm going to I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to get yeah. the block. Like, and then you get the ball back with like two minutes pretty much. But no. And they're like, <laughs> oh, game over. Ron Rivera, the face on Ron Rivera is just like dumbfounded. Like, what? Like, <laughs> here we go again. But, you know, the commanders play hard. Uh, I'll give them that. They like, do. With, with Heineke in there, like, I don't know how they move the ball. Um, their defensive, their pass rush, it, that defensive line is ridiculous. I was, you know, we're going to talk about the Vikings offensive line, but that pass rush, like, it's it's been known to get lots of pressure all year, so it, it wasn't as surprising. I think I looked up against the Bears. They had, like, 34 pressures. Um, so that that's a good defensive line and you know they're going to get chase young back and i wouldn't be surprised if they found themselves in the playoffs it's going to be tough with like the niners and, and giants and cowboys but um i could see them sneaking in there there's a lot, there's very, a lot of time left very quickly before we go to the negatives i just want to point out to the vikings pass rush i believe they oh, were yeah. top three in yeah. uh pressure percentage for taylor heineke yesterday so daniel hunter had a couple of sacks right after yeah, i said maybe he's yeah. washed <laughs> um, you know, Zadarius Smith had a really good game, although he had that face mask. Yeah, DJ Wanham. He's, I mean, this pass rush, it wasn't doing much at the beginning of the year, but it's starting to find its footing, even without team? Dalvin Tomlinson in there. So, I mean. The whole, the whole defense, we're like, like all that passing stuff over the middle seems like it's kind of non-existent the last two weeks. You know, I know DeAndre Hopkins had a, a big game or whatever, but. Nobody else really has. Um, not that the commanders are stacked at receiver or, or offensive weapons, but like I think this this defense is starting to shape up. Everything is, and this is what we expected. Like they were good at the beginning of the year, record wise, and we're like they're only going to get better because they're still learning this system. So it's 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 weird. It's exciting. This is like what the, the fourth time in our lifetime, me and you, that. They've gotten off to a start like this, so we're not used to it. Uh, we're hoping for the best, but we also know that the worst is possible. So this is like the Jason movie where the kids like decide to go into the like cabin again instead of the running car. It's just like <laughs> you know, let's take a chance. Yeah, they, let, let's do it. I, I I will get to that. I I am saving the best for last. But my least favorite thing from yesterday uh, was Ezra Cleveland in particular. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The entire offensive line. Maybe we could talk about that. Although Kristen Darisaw apparently had another good game for PFF. That is another good thing. Yep. Uh, especially with Von Miller uh, coming up on the schedule next week. Yep. That'll be yep. get your popcorn yep. ready. But yep. uh, Ezra Cleveland, let's talk about him a little bit. 29.4 overall rating. That was the third worst among all offensive linemen in the NFL. He had nine quarterback pressures allowed. That was the most in the NFL. A 0.0 passer rating, which would be great if this were golf, but this is the worst in the NFL as well. Uh, I think Scott Quisenberry, the center for Houston, had a 3.8 pass block rating. So uh, that's not good. Kirk Cousins was pressured on 45.2% of his dropbacks. That was the fifth highest rate in the NFL in week nine. And it's basically Russian roulette in the trenches at this point because Garrett Bradbury, you don't know what you're going to get with him. Uh, you know, uh, Ed Ingram. Hey, were you worried when he went down? Oh, were, like, were you like, oh, no, he's doing good. This year. It's so weird. Yes, <laughs> I, I did a little bit because I didn't know what was coming up behind him. And I'm yeah. like. I know I had to look I, it up I saw, too. Um, what's his name? 
uh, Slotman, Slotman come into the yeah. game, and I was yeah. like, didn't he bungle a snap too immediately? The first, uh, no, he had to delay a game. He didn't snap it until delay a game. The, the second play, I knew Kirk, he screwed up somehow. Kirk, yeah, Kirk was furious. <laughs> he was. Snap the ball. It was. It was angry, Kirk. Frick. Um. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, how concerned are you about this offensive line, though? I mean, Christian Dersaw and Brian O'Neill are holding their water, but that interior, I mean, more teams are going to try and find ways to attack it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, as much as they try and they're going to find ways to attack it, I think the Vikings coaching staff is smart enough to figure out ways to get away from just having Kirk drop back on, and just wait in the pocket, too. Um, I think they did that a little too much yesterday and uh, came back to bite them. Also, like I mentioned, the, the commander's defensive line is one of the best in the league, I think. I looked up their first in the league in, in quarterback knockdowns uh, and percentage-wise this year. So they, they get to the quarterback, and, and they're going to bring you down. They're going to – if Kirk wasn't wearing that uh, flak jacket or whatever, or the, the rib protector, I, I'm pretty sure he would have broke a couple ribs yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good thing he wears that every game. Uh, but, yeah, they got, what, the Bills coming up. You know, the Jets have a good defensive line as well. Uh, the Cowboys, the Patriots, like these are all really good defensive lines. So we're going to see how good this offensive line is. I'll give Ezra Cleveland a break because I feel like he's been playing pretty good for the most part this season. And I also don't know how much of his uh, failures yesterday were on maybe maybe Garrett Bradbury being like going to the right instead of maybe going to the left because Ed Ingram needed some help too. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna give Ezra Cleveland a pass because he's been pretty good for the most part this year, and the Washington defensive line is pretty tough. But you can't play like that every week. Uh, it felt like you know, it, like the Bengals' offensive line, where Joe Burrow was getting killed on every play. Because I feel like for the most part, Vikings' offensive line has has been pretty good this year. Um, but it's on the road too. You can't hear signals and everything as much. You can't hear communication. So maybe that was it as well. But, yeah, that's got to get better because it's not getting any easier for, for the next few weeks. Ed Ingram is first in the NFL and pressure is allowed, uh, oh, according to PFF. Uh, Ezra Cleveland is third. Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, yes, I, they're a very good run blocking unit. I, I yeah. think it was surprising they couldn't get the running game going. I mean, Jonathan Allen, if he didn't march into the general manager's offense and be like, rework my contract now. Uh, like, did you see what I just did? Give me more money. Like yeah. that if I were his agent, I would have called the general manager immediately this morning. I think and he's got the same agent as Adam Thielen. I want to say they're represented by the same, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, agency. Yeah. 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 I can't uh, remember his name right now, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, him and who's the other guy, uh, that's on the defensive line. Uh, starts with a Duran Payne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the one. Another who just Bama guy. Blew by Ed Ingram. That's uh, a hell of a strategy, by the way. Just draft the Alabama guys and just yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> especially on defense. Defense yes. seems to work out better than 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 offense. Okay, maybe some some receivers have been pretty good from Alabama, but uh, yeah, defense defensive line guy from Alabama it's usually pretty good bet. Pretty good bet. They're gonna be pretty good. What other things concerned you in this game? Um, kind of nitpicky, but can we stop with the tight end screens? Like it never works, and they keep trying it like multiple times. Tight end screens is what you use when like it's third and one in like the middle of the third quarter, and the team, the defense isn't expecting you to call a tight end screen. Um, and that's when you run it. You don't like run it as part of your normal offensive strategy because it doesn't work. It doesn't work with Herb Smith. Doesn't work with Johnny Munt. Doesn't work with TJ Hawkinson. Didn't work with Tyler Conklin. Like tight end screens just don't work. Can we just, if you want to do a screen, do one to a receiver. You got Jefferson, you got, uh, KJ Osborne, you got Jalen Rager, like all these shifty guys, give them a screen or, or give, Dalvin Cook more screens, but just enough for the tight. When has a tight end screen worked? Like the best, the best outcome is what a five yard gain. Like we've never seen a tight end screen go like forty yards down. Go to the house. (laughs) I think we would have remembered it too because usually like the tight ends are big burly fellows, you know. Like even like even like the David and Joku's like super freak athletes of the world have never had a tight end screen like Kyle Pitts probably the most athletic tight end in the league. Like I, they don't even throw to him, but that's another (laughs) story. But I I don't know. I mean, anything at this point, I, the receivers too, like KJ Osborne's a little disappointing. I'll say that. Yeah. Justin Jefferson had a couple of drops that he thought he, I should have had. It's kind of, um, it's tough when Benjamin St. Juice is literally like hanging on your back yeah. the entire yeah. game. Yeah. That's a little bit of a uh, degree of difficulty. But Adam Thielen as well. I know he had a one big catch. There were a couple where it was like just one or two steps behind. And I think there was even a crossing route late in the game where he made the catch and he just got tripped up by his shoelaces. And I thought, you know, a couple years ago, he's probably, you know, taking that to the house. So I think... Next offseason, and I know it's really early to be talking about this because the Vikings are seven and one. We should be talking about the present. Receivers got to be a priority, like yeah. early, especially in this class where you have some guys like give me Jordan Addison, give me Jackson Smith Jigba, mm-hmm. uh, give me Kayshawn Boot. I just like saying his name. I, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. It might be Boot Day. I, I don't know. Well, in this um, offense, too, you need you need probably three you need so- receivers, solid receivers. Um, I hope they're calling Odell Beckham. Uh, yeah. they did restructure Brian O'Neill's contract, yeah. so they have a little bit of extra money there. I don't know if the Vikings beat the Bills. This is a pipe yeah. dream. Is this, is this the Odell Beckham game? This could be the one he's sitting down to be like, Bills <laughs> or Vikings? He's in where the am suite. I gonna go? He's in the suite up top. Yeah, <laughs> like, sorry guys, WWE style, just yeah. like you know, watching. Yeah, it's, he's, he's just got, got the, this like. He's got he's the got two the, contracts on the yeah. clipboards. Does the does the Batista? It's like power bombs. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Through, That'd be Ziggy would probably be the guy, to, best guy to eat a power bomb. Just him, yeah. like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No but, power, uh, bombs, power bombs digs through a table. There you go. There you go. Um, let's look at the Vikings in the playoff picture to wrap things up here. We got Philly at eight. No. 
I don't know. I, they got to stumble at some point, right? I mean, they're not going to go 17 and 0. They're great against the Texans. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, and it's Thursday night football. It's a yeah, little, you know, yeah, everybody's know. a little groggy in that yeah, scenario. I, but I know they won. They they they've been and they beat the Cardinals by three. Like they've had some, and, they, and the Cowboys almost Cowboys almost came back. They've had some. I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I looked up the the strength of a schedule or whatever. Um, I think it was on ESPN. It's just like. The strength of the schedule of the opponents they've already played, and this is the Vikings right now. They rank 13th, so they've had the 13th hardest schedule through nine weeks uh, in the NFL. So about average. The Eagles have had the 31st most difficult schedule. Uh, <laughs> so uh, much easier. They should be eight zero. Um, so I definitely don't think they're unbeatable. I think they're playing. Are they playing? Oh, they're playing the Commanders next week yeah that could i could see that being a sneaky upset i could see it i could see it i think i saw i saw it on twitter somebody said they're not good but they're just pesky like yeah i wanted i wanted uh i i want to never see the commanders again after no. this game like no. if we played them in the playoffs i'd be like oh no but no. um yeah they're they're tough they, they're probably not going to beat you but they're gonna make you earn it yeah. i think that's a good way to put it uh seahawks six and three they're the third seed the bucks are four and five um they're not very good uh the cowboys are six and two the giants are six and two the 49ers are four and four and uh i'm terrified of the 49ers honestly i uh you know i and i don't know why like their whole team is so weird to me it's like kyle shanahan everybody talks about oh god he's such a genius he's so smart Kyle Shanahan is basically the kid who got the big Christmas present and he just plays with the box. <laughs> like that's basically what happened with Trey. Cause like the whole Trey Lance thing, the entire off season was like, they're going to unleash Trey Lance. And he's like, Oh, I don't know. And like every year, like the 49ers, their roster is awesome. Like I like a lot of the players on the roster, like Debo, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. But then he does things like, "Oh, you were a minute late to practice. I'm benching you. I don't want to play with you anymore." Like he's like (laughs) a grown up Andy from Toy Story who became a football coach. And you know, you hear stories like people are like, "Is Kyle Shanahan a good football coach?" Hey, is Kyle Shanahan a good football coach? What he is just seems like an arrogant prick. And as much as I'd like to knock him and the 49ers out of the playoffs, I I don't want to see them. I don't know. I know. And, and I mean, getting them, the Vikings are going to have a home game to open up yeah, the playoffs. I was going to say NFC North is going to yeah. be wrapped up here in a couple of weeks. But I mean, that that that's kind of it. Uh, the other thing is, uh, where are the Packers? <laughs> where, where are the Packers? Oh, I found them. They're 12th in the conference. Losing because, to the Lions. Uh, it, it's like they flip. They are lucky. Dan Campbell let them escape Detroit with their kneecaps, honestly. <laughs> Like <laughs> they did not just Rashawn Gary and uh, some other guys do. I, I mean, they, they were winning games, but they never and like, I, I feel like the Vikings and Packers have just, you talked about freaky Friday a little bit. Yeah. It's like they've switched positions. They were three and one, right? Yeah. Or the Packers. Yeah. They were three and one. They yeah. Were. Because they've lost, they've lost they a bunch five of in a row. Yeah. Wow. What happened? Oh, Rodgers has wow, been playing the whole time. Aaron Rodgers has yeah. been playing the whole time. 
You know, and yeah. it's funny because they're just like, let's get back to 500 and we have a chance. And like, they, you know, the last couple of years, they were always winning games, but they never felt dominant. You'd always have like the, the game at Lambeau Field and like Cleveland would be leading. And then all of a sudden, like Aaron Rodgers would just turn it on and be like, oh, the Packers are so good. <laughs> you know, I, I personally had great joy in watching Aaron Rodgers throw oh. an interception and then scream like he was like, in the middle of a quick out. trip cooler. Yeah. Like yeah. that was, that was like, the kids up front are just staring at you as you're lugging around all the, you know, boxes from quick trip truck. Not that I have PTSD from my experience <laughs> there as a full-time truck guy, but, um, that, was that was a hearty like scream. I think he was more mad Probably at himself both. or, or in that receiver. situation, in the situation I think he was in receivers. <laughs> like, I think he was just mad at probably like several other things. Were like, why did I not retire? <sighs> I could have just been sitting on a farm right now, just <laughs> channeling my inner spirit been in the rainforest, throwing passes to something called Christian Watson. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's really fun to watch them lose. I, it's more enjoyable to watch them lose with him being completely healthy. There's nothing wrong with him. Yeah. Um, except for maybe his brain. Um, but like, he's fine. Like, the only difference really this year has been no Devonte Adams and, and he's not good on the Raiders either. So like it wasn't a win-win for anybody uh, no. th- that he left. Uh, but I want to get back to the, the NFC. Cause I think the Vikings yeah. are right now. They're second. And I, th- I would feel, I would say they're at least top three. Cause I, I think the Cowboys are good, especially with Dak back. I think when they sign Odell, that makes a big difference too. Uh, the defense is really good. You, know, you got Anthony Barr back there and Jaron Curse just holding down the defense. Uh, no, uh, Mike Patrick from P- SpongeBob as a head coach, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Micah Parsons is a beast. Trayvon Diggs always finds himself around the ball. Um, they're good. Um, and the Vikings get to play them in a couple of weeks, so I think that'll be a big game. I believe Tony Romo and Jim Nance will be on the call in that game, so kind of not looking forward to that call. Um. But yeah, I I would put because I think the the Cowboys actually have have had a harder schedule than uh, the Vikings so far this year, and they won most of their games with with Cooper Rush. Uh, so that says a lot about their entire team that they were able to do that. But yeah, the other teams like the Niners, I'll go over their strength of schedule right now. Their 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 ranked is twenty third. The Seahawks are twenty fourth, and then the Giants are twenty seventh. So like all this talk about are the Vikings real, are they a legit seven and one team? And it's like yes. Yes, they are. They they they've beaten everyone except the undefeated team that's been put in front of them, regardless of how close it's been or whatever. They've gotten the win, and there's a reason for that. So I, I'm I'm getting a little tired of this. Are they for real? Seven and one? Okay, my four and one. I'll take it. Four and one. Seven and one. Okay, they're good. All right. Here's my piece on this, okay. and I've I've alluded to this a little bit. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, get gets some educated takes. I mean, yeah. obviously you should listen to this one first and foremost, every yeah. Monday and Thursday night, right here on the Viking age, YouTube channel, like comment, subscribe and share. Um, but you know, sometimes it's just kind of like you have like your podcasts that are like all the way, like almost delusional, uh, type of you know, oh, yeah, content. Yeah. And, then you have, and, and then you have the other ones that are just like, you know, listening to it this morning and they're just like the commanders gave the Vikings this game and like they didn't do anything to win it. And like, they're just going to fall apart and they're going to lose every game from here on out. And like <laughs> judgment day is coming. 
I know how this story ends. Hmm? All right. Like every Viking fan knows how this is probably going to end. It's going to be a Greg Joseph kick to the left. It's going to be a bad referee call. It's going to be a Kirk Cousins interception. Kirk's going to catch COVID. Whatever it is, it's not going to end well. But after the last two years, after the last two years sitting here and just like, oh, God, if we could only get up to 500 and like if this goes right, 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 this are all these 27 different scenarios go right. Maybe the Vikings can win one. Maybe the Vikings can make a run towards the Super Bowl. It is nice. I will press my damn luck. If this team wants to be the luckiest team on the face of the earth, flip a coin and do it. Because you know what? About five years ago when the Vikings were probably the best team in the NFL, or 13 and three going to Philadelphia, they got their ass kicked by the Mm -hmm. Eagles. And no Eagle fan has ever said, well, the Super Bowl is nice, but you know what? We (laughs) beat Kate's Keenum in the (laughs) NFC Championship game. They had Sam Bradford. Boy, we would have been in a row. No, they... They, they shoved 38-7 in our face all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. So, and so no, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I, I'm going to point out flaws. I'm going to point out concerns yeah. because yeah. I think that they do need to get shorn up. But I mean, to sit here and just be like, well, the Vikings can't keep this up. Shit, I want to see him try. I, I want to see him go to Buffalo and not piss down their leg like they did in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. If they do that, I'm going to feel really damn good about this team. Yeah, and if if you know a lot of those those I feel like a lot of those talking points don't take into consideration enough about the the other teams in the NFL or in the NFC right now. It's not it's not like there's any team that's like unbeatable or unstoppable. Look at the NFC this year; it's not like that great. Maybe that's why the Vikings are in the position that they are right now is because the other teams around them aren't that good. But still, they're they're taking advantage of their situation. And like you said, after the last two years which have been, you know, pretty miserable. Uh, and this year, I, I don't even know how many people expected them to go to the playoffs. The fact that they're seven and one, they have a chance to get the one seed. Um, you know, that's just, I don't think a lot of people, the expectations have already been exceeded. I feel like for a lot of people. So right now we're just at the point where we're like, okay, let's just enjoy this. You know, we'd like to see, we'd love, we'd love to see them go to the Super Bowl and win it. But I don't think that's going to break anyone's heart. I'll probably say differently if they lose in the last second of the NFC championship. Um, But like right now, I feel like a lot of the expectations that we had for the Vikings before the season even started, they've been met. So everything, everything right now is just like kind of icing on the cake. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you with like, just let's just enjoy it. We don't get this a lot. Like I said, this is like the fourth time in our lifetime that they've been seven and one to start a season so it doesn't happen a lot so let's see if we can you know try and enjoy it and uh if they beat the bills now 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 josh allen conveniently his elbow was hurting he's gonna he's backing out of this vikings game doesn't want to face the vikings um we could see a case keenum and stefan Diggs revenge game next weekend it's like uh WWE when uh you know it's like Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson on one side and like Stefan Diggs on the other like who will be his mystery, mystery partner, partner. <laughs> yeah. like my god it's Case Keenum Case Keenum <laughs> through the Minneapolis miracle like you know now you want to talk about luck though that would be a very lucky break and uh, I also wouldn't care at all if it was a lucky break that Case Keenum was was starting for the Bills this is the NFL you need lucky breaks every week who are the uh, who are the two teams in the Super Bowl last year? The Bengals and the Rams. And what seeds were they in the playoffs? 
Were they fifth? I think they were both. I think the Rams were a four, and I think the Bengals were either a three or a four. But what I'm getting at is those teams got lucky breaks on the way to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Said if the Vikings want to luck into a Super Bowl, so be it. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I don't know they if they're a good be, team. They, I don't really be, care if they're a good team. They're seven and one. So they can be the worst. They can be the yeah. worst team to ever win the Super Bowl. I won't care because <laughs> they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, even even like PFF had their like roster rankings, and they're yeah. like Packers have a better roster than the Vikings. I'm like, what? Your quarterback's washed. Nobody else can play, but yeah, the better roster. Uh, like, I'm not going to be like, some people are just like Jesse Pinkman and Walter White's house. Like they can't keep getting away with it. They can't keep getting away with it. Uh, you know what you can't get away with is uh, not subscribing to this YouTube Ooh. channel. So uh, make sure you hit that like comment, subscribe button. So you never miss an episode. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking age YouTube channel. For Adam Patrick, I'm Chris Shad. We'll talk to you on Thursday right here on the Viking Age Podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.